0: is free there is hope mommy says don't play with fire oh oh, oh, my
1: god that's hot but mommy says it's okay to play everything
2: cool if you don't like them i'm sure your sister will
1: Hey,
2: babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, welcome to this. This Criticast. The My name is Larry, and it's an absolute pleasure being with you for yet another show. It's the 82nd episode of the Cast, and in this week, of course, there's always crazy things. Uh, isn't Would it be a week in Zimbabwe without all sorts of crazy stuff happening? I'm going to talk about the cricket in a bit, but first to go through the stories that made the news this past week. Okay, Chengerai sadly passed away. Uh, he's a great literary gi- giant and is, is a father to one of my friends, Jay Boss. So uh, that was rather sad and so forth. And there was a huge debate in, in on social media, on the internet, all sorts of things about the circumstances, not around his death. I mean, unfortunately, that was his liver failure and that sort of thing. But uh, he's been in exile and... Well, they said, or, you know, it became a political thing with some people saying, oh, okay, great writer, but he ran away from the country. And while others were like, yeah, okay, yeah, know was pushed out of the country by Zimbabwe's uh, president. So it was just like one of those. It's just, you know, I don't know. A lot of things just get politicized in this country, which is kind of like sad when you really look at it. Okay. And then also what happened, um, this uh, there were a couple of Zimbabweans, up to nine Zimbabweans are nominated for the African entrepreneur, African Entertainment Awards. Okay, so the, these are Af- African Entertainment Awards are happening on the thirty-first of October in New Jersey, and the artists like Ten Diamond and uh, album Tukuzi and uh, Brian Soko. We also got. Uh, uh, who else do you have? have? Comrade Fatso, yeah, yeah, They was all oh, nominated in there, Farai Gundani, yeah, you know her, remember Farai Simoi, he's also in there, uh, we've got, uh, who else is on that list, yeah, uh, Tongai Chirisa, who, by the way, Tongai Chirisa's new film. Uh, just came out this past uh, or rather his new series is called uh, uh the Jim Gaffigan Show. Yeah, he's he takes part in that and he takes he acts as an as a priest all the way from Africa and that sort of thing. So it's the Jim Gaffigan show is so, on. Well, and then of course Dana Gurira is also nominated. If you know she plays Michonne in the uh you know Smash It to US TV series by the name of Walking Dead. Uh, What else happened in the news this past week? Uh, South Africa decided to sign into law, the law that says children between the ages of 12 and 16 can have sex with each other without the risk of being jailed for it. So it has to be with with each other. And before it used to be a, a case that if kids had sex outside, they could get arrested and get punished punishment and sort of thing. Now, if there's consensual sex between the twelve, between someone between the ages of twelve and sixteen, uh, they're saying, you know, okay, well, we're not going to arrest kids for that. Which I'll under, I'll understand to certain extent to say that you know kids are already. Uh, they're kids, not all kids. They're a certain section of kids which are, who are exposed to a lot of things that they shouldn't be getting exposed to due to parenting and that sort of thing, where they're watching music videos, where there's sexual activity and sometimes there's inappropriate statements made in the home and so forth makes them end up making these decisions that they're not supposed to be making. And, uh, you know, you, you criminalize those kids when they have sex with other kids instead of trying to help them. So you have a kid who's 13 who's already got a criminal record and uh, their growth, path of growth is already interrupted. So... They may end up being strange creatures in as far as society is concerned. And I think this squarely puts uh, the idea of uh, taking care of your kids back into the hands of the uh, parents concerned. So yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just like weird. Yeah, and then what else happened in this past week? Uh, ooh, this one's crazy. Casper uh, Nurevest, first of all, he's, he's performing a Shoko festival later on this year. And he came up with a publicity stunt in which uh, the cover of Drum magazine said, uh, he popped the question and she said, yes, turns out he just asked Boyty to be his girlfriend. So I got everybody excited, but it was just that they were dating. And then finally, on the 22nd and 23rd of July, the Republican Party in Kenya is planning to stage a nude protest against Barack Obama. And why? Because, well, they're upset over the fact that Obama supports, uh, you know, gay rights and that sort of thing. So they were going to have naked men and naked women uh, so that Obama can see the difference between a man and a woman. In our candid opinion, my own candid opinion, I think they're just nudists in disguise. And they just want to get naked for Obama. You know, on the other side, I will talk to you about Zimbabwe cricket. Uh, there have been a couple of matches between Zimbabwe and India. Yeah, let's see what we can say about that. So, in case you don't know, and we don't what I don't know what why you wouldn't know this, Zimbabwe is hosting India in a cricket series, and. Well, true to form, Zimbabwe has just lost all its matches in the one-day internationals against India. The first one was really close. It came to within four runs of Zimbabwe winning uh, the match, but yeah, in the last over, they kind of threw it away, which is like, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, in the second match, uh, yeah, same, well, it was there was a wider margin, and in the final match, it got even worse. In the final ma- match, it was particularly bad because they conceded 106 runs in the last 10 overs. And actually 50 runs in the last 3.1 overs, which is kind of ridiculous. Like, what kind of cricket is that? And, you know, oh, people are just getting, it's getting weird now. Because um, if you look at it the coach, uh, what's his name? Oh, coach. <laughs> Dave Watmore. He's, uh, he came in just before the World Cup and he made the team competitive but the results haven't come through and the only since uh, his appointment uh, at the world cup the only match he's won is against the united arab emirates now Zimbabwe have been coming close. Let's, let's em- emphasize this compared to what used to happen before. But if you look at the former coach from before, that's a guy by the name of um, Stephen Mangongo. Well, in reality with Mangongo, he went and actually won matches against played people like, uh, I think he won against the Australians and stuff like that. So you'd be like, yeah, I actually got victories. So you'll feel a little done, hard done by. It. And I don't know. Uh, well, I spoke to, to uh, at a press conference to um, The coach, And this is what he had to say in pleading for for what he called patience to get it right. It doesn't happen like that.
0: It never does. It takes a bit of time. If you look at the history of Zimbabwe cricket over the last four years, you will know, if you've done research, you'll know that it's only a handful of games. And to improve, you need to go through certain situations more often. So hopefully boys will learn, you know, as quickly as possible because we are now playing competition, which we haven't had in the past. So, you know, it's okay to say, be patient with us, but, you know, it's a cliche, but, you know, I'm very pleased to have played these three games and we look forward very much, you know, to the, to the future matches coming in this calendar year and we look to improve. So, please bear with us. We are, we are trying really hard to get it right, and we will need a bit more time, as Alex
2: sides do. That day, Zimbabwe coach uh, Dave Watmore talking after the Zimbabwe defeat and uh, whitewash defeat, because lost all matches to uh, India in the one day internationals, in which he said he was pleading for more time, and it makes a lot of sense because Zimbabwe wasn't playing a lot of matches. So you know there were no matches. So every time they start playing another match, you'll be starting from scratch. So you know all the momentum you're building, all the you know the things that you only know by playing the game when you're playing them. Uh, you don't know them. So un- until you actually face them, so you can spend all the time in the nets, but until you face situations where you could actually win the match often enough, you can lose your head. And the pressure can get to you. So that makes sense. You say, okay, progress needs to be made. But at the same time, uh, if you look at the, 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 the crowd that attended the uh, Sunday match, you had oh, close to 10,000 people that were there. Those 10,000 people, uh, you know, are a crowd that wants to see Zimbabwe win. That, that's a fact. And given that scenario, especially with so many one-day internationals and other matches coming in between now and November, we're hearing close to 30 matches are going to be played by the end of this year. Well, in reality, you know, those fans need a reason to keep coming back. And if if we keep losing matches, they're going to start thinking, no, I don't really want to go back for that. You know, it's just like, I don't really want to go there and watch the boys lose all the time. Nobody wants to go for that self, you know, self mutilation and that sort of thing. Nobody wants that. But yeah, we understand it's, it's a process and that sort of thing. But just give us a win here and there to just keep us interested, please. Just, just do it. I know the players want to win. Don't get me wrong. Players totally want to win, and you can see the look on their faces when when they get out and that sort of thing that they're very disappointed. But yeah, just try a little bit harder. You no, know, it sounds unfair, but just try a little bit harder. And on the other side, I'm going to talk about, poly- about polygamy. Uh, given that uh, Kenya decided to recently sign a law uh, into law, polygamy in that country. So we'll talk about polygamy on the other side. Yes, the name is Larry. And you're listening to the Quitty Cast, and in this segment, uh, the relationship segment is kind of is a relationship segment. Uh, I've decided to talk about um, the whole polygamy thing in light of uh, it's about a year and some change now since. Uh, Kenya decided to put, get its uh, polygamy laws in line with its uh, with the civil laws. So, for example, in Zimbabwe, the polygamy is actually legal as long as you don't get a civil marriage, that's the one that is a court marriage, a court you know the, other, the the one that is recognized by the state as being a court marriage and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So now in Kenya, what they decided to do was to say, okay, look, we need to align these two together. And that sort of thing and make sure that uh, both are recognized uh, recognized legally on the same level and i'm going to have my opinion about that but i decided to just ask question out there what people thought about polygamy and and well there were quite a few uh, that came out but these two comments are the summary of the comments that i got from people out there
1: do you know what at least finally people are being honest or a government per se is being realistic with what's going on in a a country, especially in Africa, polygamy should be legalized, should be formalized because with the way things are, and I'll speak about Zimbabwe, people are not monogamous, you know? Um, You find married men calling themselves MBAs, married but available. What does that say about that man, what does that say about the society itself? Everywhere you look, married men are having affairs and married women are having affairs. So I don't know. Legalize it, maybe then people won't do it. But it's the reality, it's being done. And this is something that that started way before our time. So who are we to say it shouldn't happen? Personally I'm for exclusive relationships. One man,
3: one woman, monogamy. Um, both my grandparents were in polygamous marriages, and it, the fights, the squabbles, it just—it's not a good environment. Yes, there are good times. grow up in a big family and all that, but it's, the few times where there are fights, it's just unhealthy. So personally, I—it's something that I'm against. And it's for the country, well, Zimbabwe allows it. To some extent, it's not really a low casting stone, but it's there. Nowadays, it's just unofficial. We just call them small house toy boys benton and all that but it's still a polygamous relationship as far as I'm concerned what happened to one man one woman please
2: so as you can tell there there's just two very differing views some people's like oh I should have this one man one woman situation no don't have more than one person stop being greedy and sort of thing those are the summary of the comments that I got and in reality I think one of the things that we need to be cognizant of is the fact that You know, monogamy, in as far as the African culture is concerned, is largely an imported culture. This is one of the things we have to first get here as grounded. It is something that, for example, like the Bible, was imported into the continent. And funny enough, we became the biggest defenders of an imported culture. Look at it this way. Imagine if a Sangoma had gone all the way. To the United Kingdom or to Europe and start, to, instead of David Livingston coming to Southern Africa, going to Europe and then saying, hey, uh, I've just discovered uh, the French Alps, okay, I'm gonna call them, you know you know, whatever it is, you know, Mkombote, whatever it is, I'm going to call whatever, and then starts teaching, telling them all about ancestors and that sort of thing, and indoctrinating people on a certain belief, and then comes back to Africa and decides, oh, okay, that stuff doesn't work anymore, but the Europeans become the biggest defenders of that culture that they have gone on to reject. This is the strangest thing that I find, about our uh, our societies in Africa in reality i think when kenya decided to streamline its laws as far as a polygamy is concerned what it did is that it provided protection for the other women so you, you have a situation like in zimbabwe where yes we recognize uh, customary uh, marriage and customary unions and also you know the the fact that you know, they, they they are can be seen as a marriage, but when it comes to, you know, in case of death and that sort of thing, you know, there can be all sorts of arguments and a woman can lose out and that sort of thing. That that stuff still happens and her children will lose out and all that other stuff that happens. So of course, the Lord nowadays is kind of changing, trying to support the children or whatever. But having said say that... Uh, Given what's happened in our society, and we know we can all, get, we we're all in families where we've seen all this type, types of weird stuff happening, don't you think that such an arrangement in which the laws and the cultures of the land are legalised and not seen as outside the law because of some sort of cultural import? Yeah, note that it's because of some sort of cultural import, when those laws are brought into the country. Uh, Rather, when those laws are brought into the mainstream in which that woman or that man, those people that decide to engage in a loving polygamous relationship decided to, you know, have the protection of the state. And for those people who say there was all sorts of arguments, like the, 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 the second person did in their discussion, look, in a marriage in which there's, there's only one woman, one man, there will be arguments. The arguments are going to be nasty and all that sort of thing. So, you know, anything that involves two human beings, it's always going to be weird, okay? So let's not blame that particularly on, uh, on polygamous relationships. Sometimes the arguments are just blamed on the easiest thing, the most vulnerable thing. That having been said you are allowed to decide what you're comfortable with. If you think that you're only comfortable with one person, that is your right. But do not give that as your reason to deny other people a right to be in a polygamous relationship in which they can get protected by the state. And this is the most important thing for me. Get same rights and privileges as a person who's married to only one person. That's what's important. I believe in protecting people and that's what the state is there for and that is what we as the majority, everybody who is the majority within a country is there for, we protect everyone. And with that I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's Criticast. And uh, I'll be catching you later on on ZFM between 6.30 and 7.00 p.m. on a Friday. Uh, that's on the Switch uh, with my co-host, Kondai Shianik, and uh, powered by the movement. Uh, other than that, take care of yourself and the people that you love. Email me on info at com. Follow me on Twitter at kirirai. Take care of yourself and the people that you love. The name is Bin Larry. Take care of yourself. Be cool to everyone. Just be cool. Just in general, as a life process engineer, just be nice to everyone. Take care. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will.
1: Hey, babe, you want to go out?